You're listening to the Franchise Freedom Podcast with Giuseppe Grammatico. Welcome to the Franchise Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Grammatico, your franchise guide, the show where we help corporate executives experience time and financial freedom via franchising. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, today is actually one that um, uh, we came up with the title as well as just a subject for the episode. Uh, right prior to, to recording here, as I was just top of mind as I had this conversation um, earlier this week, and the title of today's show is Franchise Resales and What You Need to Know. And that topic has come up quite a bit. So I said, why not, why not uh, tackle it today? So franchise resales, what are those? And, and those are, and this is an, a, a, an important topic because you, uh, when you own a franchise, at some point you have an exit strategy and that's to, to sell the business. And sometimes that's where a bulk of your wealth is coming from or the money you're making from the franchise where you're getting some type of multiple, maybe is it two, three, five plus uh, times seller discretionary earnings or EBITDA. There's different ways of, of evaluating a business and that's not the purpose of today. But um, so when I do work with each and every candidate and you know we figure out a list of franchise brands, we'll always look to see if there are resales and there are new territories in that, in that specific market. And you know, is there advantage of a resale? Sure. Is there advantage of a new business? You know, yes. So it, it kind of works both ways. And the, the key thing here is when you're number one, what we've seen, maybe I'll take a step back. What we see is that when someone buys a, a franchise and decides to sell, uh, usually it's recommended that they go and sell to maybe a neighboring franchisee because that is going to save them some money, uh, you know, not having to pay essentially a broker fee. There may be a transfer fee, uh, less training involved because they know the business. So if they're in a restoration business looking to expand, they don't need to necessarily go back to training. They're uh, essentially buying that business, that territory, that book of business and continuing the relationship with the franchisor. Um, it may be an exit strategy. It may be an acquisition strategy where you're looking to grow your business and buying the surrounding franchisees. So, but the, the, the key to note is when you are looking at a resale, so now you are in the buyer seat, right? And, and you're looking, well, do I want to buy a resale or a new franchise? which is better, which route uh, do you recommend? And so number one is you don't have to choose one or the other. You can do both. You can buy someone's uh, business as well as a new franchise and kind of you know combine those together via your LLC, S Corp or C Corporation. But when you're doing the due diligence, you're doing two sets of due diligence. You're doing due diligence in the franchisor itself because that is the long-term relationship is with the franchisor. You know, the person selling you the business, they may stay on for a couple months and you may not hear from them again, um, you know, because you're taking over their business. They're just helping you maybe make the introduction to the customers and the staff and things like that. But you want to do that due diligence, but it's also equally important to do due diligence with the franchisor because they're going to be supporting you. Um, the royalty is going to be going to them. You know, they're going to be doing training and support. If you have any questions, they're going to be your go-to. So you're really essentially doing due diligence on both. And, you know, I talked about this in some previous shows, but is there advantage of a resale? There, there could be. And that advantage is that you have a, a book of business. You have income coming in day one. You have a staff and everyone already in place. You may already have the vehicles and the equipment there. But, 
you know, as part of that due diligence process, you want to know exactly why that franchisee is selling the business, you know, and not only why are they selling it, but doing your own internal investigation and looking at reviews on, you know, the various websites that, that provide, I won't go through each one, but various websites, not just one and look at the reviews, making sure customers are happy and you're not just getting complaint after complaint. You know, you want to make sure that it's not going to be damage control where you're going to go have uh, go back and have to fix relationships with customers, let them know there's new management, new owners in place and having to kind of right the wrongs if, if that's what happened in the past and, you know, fixing, you know, some jobs that maybe either weren't finished or needed repairs and things like that. So you want to make sure you're prepared into what you're getting and have the, uh, the attorneys uh, make sure to draft an agreement to kind of sit, you know, put some safeguards in there for yourself. So uh, a new franchise, you're starting from, uh, from scratch, the validation, you'll be get be getting a chance to speak with existing franchisees to get their feedback, but um, you're going to be hiring your staff. You may have a different process. You may have people already in place that you want to hire, um, you know, customers. Well, you won't have any because you're going to be starting from scratch. So, um, but usually the, the investment will come in less. So the advantage is that you'll save some money and just, and start it on, on the right foot and not have to go back and, and do the due diligence of another business. But um, in some cases you have a brand that is more established and, you know, the, and that brand has less uh, openings or availability with their franchise or the next territory, maybe two hours from where you currently live. And uh, you know, you, you come across a resale, which happened to a family I was working with beginning of this year and worked out great. So, you know, really two sets of due diligence, um, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, you get to know the franchise or well, since that's going to be the long-term relationship, you want to get a clear understanding of the, of the current business, why they're selling, um, you know, look at reviews, talk to customers, make sure that, you know, payments weren't received as down payments for future work to get done. If that's the case, that money needs to go to you since you're going to be, you know, finishing off that work. Um, and you want to make sure as far as the business goes, if it is a more robust business, that the market isn't oversaturated as well. You know, do do um, you know if the average franchisee is doing X per territory, and you're at that point and exceeding, you know, how much more market share is there? Uh, is that franchise that resale really kind of at capacity? So, is it worth buying and maybe adding a new territory that you can continue that that expansion? So, things to think about uh, in the resale process. I have people that just look for resales, and then um, when I show them. Uh, some some resales or maybe there aren't any resales because we do tend to see less and less because franchisees are buying from one another. They're shocked at, okay, well, you know, if I go the new franchise route, new territory, how quickly they can get up and running. And as I mentioned uh, in the last episode, we've seen uh, home service brands, uh, brands that don't require brick and mortar or an office uh, up and running in 30 to 90 days, which is, which is crazy, right? You go to training, uh, you are up and running, not just like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to get going. But you know, in many cases, that marketing engine has already been turned on for you. So you could potentially be uh, you know, set up with appointments, sales appointments to be going out on uh, day one um, as you're in training and the marketing is set up and the calendars are opened up, knowing exactly when you're back in the office or you know, back home. So some advantages there, uh, not against resales. It's really kind of, okay, what are my options uh, in the territory that I'm looking at? Uh, is there an advantage of that resale? What kind of premium are they asking for? Because if there is money coming in and the business is profitable, 
um, you know, then it's going to be coming in more as far as a total cost than the um, a brand new franchise uh, pre-approvals. You know, we've, we've uh, got this question as well. When you look at a resale or new franchise and you, you are looking at just say uh, an SBA loan, you need to get two pre-approvals. One is going to be for the resale and then the other is going to be for the new franchise. So keep that in mind. Uh, not a big deal. There's usually no cost or hard credit check for that. It's, it's a simple uh, check and, uh, and a quick approval typically within, uh, I think it's 24 to 48 hours and there's usually no cost. Uh, you know, for the for the pre-approval, and then there's a cost if you decide to move forward. Uh, so things to think about. Uh, what else on um, on resales? Uh, you know, you want to make sure to interview the staff, making sure that they're a good fit for the culture of the business. Obviously, uh, you want to get feedback. You want to talk to them, meet meet with them. Um, you know, see if if they're happy. You know, with with their role in the position. You want to check the state of everything, state of the vehicles. State of the equipment, if that's uh, you know in, included in the uh, in the deal, and if there's you know if, if that's included in the franchise, if it's a coaching business, obviously going to be less uh, moving parts. But you want to look at also the you know the uh, the potential to make money. So if you are in a business that uh, I don't know, uh, we'll see what kind of business the coatings business, a business that restores the vinyl siding and soffits and gutters as well as the roofing. Uh, if you have, you know, a couple hundred customers that you've serviced and now you're offering, uh, which is one particular brand offers a cabinet re- resurfacing and re- refacing uh, via this, uh, you know, proprietary technology, um, you know, you have the ability now to up potentially upsell 200 customers that you've done work for in the exterior of their home uh, to do their cabinet. So, you know, that so that won't be necessarily reflected in the financials, but when you look at the customer list of what you're getting and you go down the list, you, you maybe call some, you find that they're happy. Uh, that's an easy list. Uh, I call it more of the lower hanging fruit where you have 200 people you can go to and potentially sell, upsell your, your cabinet services. So it's a, it's a good one, two punch. It's an intro introduction, um, you know, to the, to the new owner as well as finding out and, and, and seeing if they would be interested in other services. So resales, there's definitely a place for that. If you could find them, uh, people ask me all the time. It's, why don't you have more resales? And I said, it's because they're being sold amongst uh, each of the franchisees. And you'll definitely understand that as you buy your business and go to exit and the potential savings of going that route. It's much smoother, uh, saving you quite a bit of money. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, a lot of resales when I work with with families, I, I kind of dig up and I make co- contact a business uh, or one of the development managers for the, one of the particular franchises that may not have any uh, resales and I'll come back and say, well, are there any potential? And they may come back, which has happened before and said, well, you know, so-and-so in, uh, you know, this part of Kentucky was talking about retiring. Why, why don't we, uh, why don't we give them a call to see if they'd still be interested and find out that they actually are, you know, they're going to need a little bit of time to transition and, and get all the financials together. Um, but you know, you, you start to dig up potential, uh, resales in the, uh, in the area as well as people at some point are going to be looking to do something with their business, whether it be selling it, pass it down to, you know, those previous generations, maybe it's their children, their grandchildren, but there's some type of exit, uh, you know, that, that event that, you know, really you, got, you could reap the benefits of all those uh, hard, uh, all that hard work and all those years of, of really working that business. So hopefully this is helpful, you know, getting into the ins and outs of resales. We can definitely talk at length, but, you know, there's obviously, you know, looking at the financials, uh, looking for, uh, other things such as growth year over year, 
Um, and also, you know, the involvement of the owner. If the owner is working 40 to 50 hours a week and uh, you are looking to own that business, reap the benefit of, of that profitability of the business, but uh, not be involved that much, maybe involved uh, 10 or 20 hours a week, you're, need to, you're gonna need to figure out the added cost of the general manager, uh, which can affect the overall valuation and the multiple uh, in that business. We did a, had an awesome show with David C. Barnett. Um, definitely wanna check out that episode on exit strategies when you are looking to sell things to look for. And that doesn't start when you're about to sell. That starts day one in structuring a business. You know, business that doesn't involve you 24-7, that's uh, consistently growing and keeping their costs uh, low as well. So great episode we can share in the show notes. And if you have any questions on resales or any way we can help, uh, definitely uh, give, us a, give us a shout. You know, go to the website, ggthefranchiseguide.com. Hopefully, by the time this episode airs, we'll have the new version of the site. You know, we've made some changes, made it really just much easier to navigate. Um, a lot of the assets there, the book, the workshop, the podcast. Uh, so we're always looking to add frequently asked questions and additional shows. This is, uh, I believe, uh, episode uh, 171. So uh, looking to continue the show, you know, weekly show here on out and uh, looking uh, forward to your feedback, your comments uh, for content for future episodes. Again, thanks again for the support, everyone. We really appreciate it. Thanks for your questions. Uh, and if you, you know, found some value, please like, share, subscribe uh, on YouTube. Share this with one individual that could benefit from this. Um, you know, our job is to help one person a day. Uh, you know, figure out if, uh, if a franchise or a business may be a good fit. So, thanks again for joining us today, and we will talk soon. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways Giuseppe can help. One, if you've ever considered owning a business of any kind, you owe it to yourself to get a copy of Giuseppe's book, Franchise Freedom. Download your free copy at ggthefranchiseguide.com slash book. Two, want to understand how successful executives make the transition from corporate to owning their own franchise? Join Giuseppe's next online presentation, Franchise Freedom, How to Escape the Corporate World and Have Financial and Time Freedom by Owning a Franchise by going to ggthefranchiseguide.com slash video. 3. Want to work with Giuseppe one-on-one to identify the right franchise opportunity for you to navigate the process and get plugged into experienced franchising advisors? Send him an email to gg at ggthefranchiseguide.com with one-on-one in the subject and he'll send you all the details.